You're listening to the Elevate Main podcast. To learn more about Elevate, visit our website at www.elevate.org.ph. We hope you enjoy today's talk. Hello everyone! Happy anniversary! Now, can you greet your seatmates with mga happy anniversary? Hindi nyo anniversary to, ha? anniversary ng Elevate, okay? So, clarification lang. Baka kasi, uy, anniversary na. No, it's Elevate's anniversary. It's the ninth year and I really praise God for what He is doing in and through the ministry. And alam mo, this has been, it's been a while since the last time we met. And just to see this crowd, just to see even those people joining us online. And I know some people, some of our areas like Mindanao, Visayas, I think even uh, South Metro. South, some of them, they also have this live stream. So can you just wave your hand and say hello because they're also joining us. And some of those people that are living in other parts of the world, they're going to watch this also in their own time slot. Okay, so welcome, welcome to our Elevate Anniversary. For some of you, or maybe a lot of you, this is your first time here and maybe you're asking, what is this Elevate all about? Maybe nakita mo na to online, Nakita mo na to sa mga posts sa Facebook, sa Instagram, wherever in social media. Elevate is a global movement. When I say global movement, we're not just here in the Philippines. We're all over the world. And our desire is, of course, to make an impact and difference in the lives of young people. Kaya ngayon, t-shirt, ang nakasabi dito, taking students to the what? Next level. Okay, so hopefully that will be explained to you ng mga nag-invite sa inyo dito. But let me show you some picture of, of where we are internationally and locally in the Philippines as well. Where is Elevate? So let me show you some pictures. I hope that I can see that on my screen. There you go. So, yan. I hope you can see that. Oh, not wag mo na yan. International yan. So, yeah. Simulan na. Ayan. So, North Luzon. So, we are also in North Luzon. Some of you have already shouted out kanina. So, shout out sa mga taga North Luzon dyan. We have different satellites there where we have Elevate. We are in Central Luzon. Yung mga nag-flashlight over there. We are in Metro East. I think ang daming mga banners ako nakita from Metro East. We are in Metro West as well, the Makati area, Pasay area. We are in Metro South, the Alabang, Amuntinlupa area, Moonwalk. We are also in South Luzon, right? South Luzon. Uh, and even here at Maine, sorry, we'll have a picture there, but even Maine, in CCF Center, we have different satellites in U-Belt uh, and also in the Pasig area. We are also in Visayas. They couldn't join us physically. Maybe some of you are from the Visayas region and you flew just to be here. Wow. Praise God you could attend. And we are also in Mindanao. Yeah, we are also in Mindanao and I know they're joining us online. And like what I sh- shared earlier, we are a global movement. So ito po. We are in Middle East, in Asia, Oceania, in North America, and Europe. Sino gusto na, gustong padala namin doon? Yan! Okay, maraming gusto mag-abroad. But this is really God's work. You know, all of these things that uh, we are seeing, the pictures, the youth services, the youth gatherings, this is all over the world because of God's grace. So can we just applaud our God for what He is doing? Imagine, guys, for nine years, hindi tumigil ang work ni God, even during the pandemic. That's why if you, this is your first time, our encouragement to you is I hope and I pray you would desire to be part of this youth gathering, this youth movement. And what's the beautiful thing also about this one is this thing that you're seeing 
God has chosen different workers that he sent to the harvest field to reach out to students. So these are our full-time workers, our campus missionaries, our workers. Yeah, and so some of them, during the pandemic, I mean, I gathered, I think that this was last month, some of them were online. So this is uh, some of our full-time workers, uh, and some of them, they couldn't join us physically. But I also want to introduce to you our youth coordinators. Can you please go up here on stage? Yung mga youth coordinators natin, youth pastors, district coordinators, you know these people, yung mga matitipuno, mga guwapo, mga taken na, mga taken na. <laughs> Karamihan dyan. Ayan, malakbaka naman natin. Ayan, so this is, these are our youth coordinators, district coordinators that are serving you guys, of course, serving the Lord in doing this campus movement. So I wanted to introduce them to you. Uh, not individually, kasi ang dami nila, but I wanted to show them to you. Kasi nga, we cannot do this. I cannot do this on my own. Uh, the, the campus missionaries, they couldn't do it on their own as well. We need the team, the entire team, even you guys. We have volunteers to do this campus youth movement that is happening all over the world. So again, palakpangan natin ang ating mga workers. Yan. Hindi pala lahat taken. May mga single pa sa kanila. Hindi ko na may mention kung sino. But can we just all stand up? Can we just stand up? I want us to pray uh, as we open our time here, as we listen to God's Word. And I also want us to pray for our workers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for gathering all of us together here. Thank you for your movement in the lives of young people that started here in the Philippines and it's growing all over the world. Lord, it's never in our mind before that this such a thing would happen. But because of your grace, you're allowing us to see your massive work, your grace, and your power. And thank you, Lord, that we can celebrate here. We pray, Lord God, that you be with us. Thank you so much for your presence. We also want to thank you for the workers that you have placed in Elevate, all our campus missionaries, all our volunteers, thank you for their lives. Thank you for allowing them to give themselves to you and to serve people and to reach students for your glory. And I also want to lift up to you our youth coordinators. Thank you, Lord, for allowing them to serve you as well, for showing them your grace, for empowering them, for being with them. Thank you for these men of, uh, of, that, that is so faithful to you. I pray that you keep them strong spiritually, that you keep them away from sin, from evil, from harm. Bless them, those who are married. Bless their marriage. Bless their kids. Bless them financially. Bless them with wisdom. And I pray, Lord God, that they will all, all of us, will finish strong and finish the race you have set before us. And for all of us right now, Lord, I pray for your anointing and your, and your Holy Spirit to speak to each and every one of us. Lord, it's not an accident that we are here. Of course, it's fun. It's enjoyable to celebrate this anniversary. But Lord, we want this time to be meaningful for every single person. Please reveal yourself to all of us. We want to hear from you. We want to know why you have sent us here and what do you want us to do with our lives. Please speak to us. For some, we have been discouraged for a long time, maybe because of pandemic, maybe because of family problems. Whatever that is, Lord, may we receive your comfort. And maybe for some, this is their first time. Please, God, speak also to them that they may know you. And for all of us, Lord, we just want a solid 
encounter with you today. We love you and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. Thank you to our youth coordinators. Okay, so let's proceed to our topic for today as we celebrate nine years, right? So elevate our desire, especially for our guests, para maging aware kayo. Our desire in this youth movement is for every young person. Sino dito? Young pa? Young. Yeah, okay. So I know some people are lying, but that's okay. God loves you still. Okay. Our desire is every young person, high school, college student, and even if you've graduated already and you're here, you got invited here, or you're married already and you're here, every person to become passionate for Jesus. This is why we do this youth movement. It's not about us. It's not to fill stadiums. It's not so that we can fill this entire place, so that we have so much views online. Those are good things, but that's not the primary reason why we're doing what we're doing. It's because we want every young person in the Philippines and all over the world to become passionate for Jesus. Because here's the thing. A lot of young people today, they want to be part of an organization. They want to be involved in something that makes a difference. Kaya nga involve yung mga, uh, uh, kaya nga uso yung mga political parties. Uso yung mga parties that, in, that, that somehow impacts the government, impacts the community. Uso yung mga youth organization, whether it's a political youth organization or just merely a youth organization that helps you grow as a young person. Uso yun. And those are good organizations. I'm not saying those are bad organizations. But our difference is this. We point people to Jesus. Our difference is this. We want you to be passionate for Jesus. So what does that mean? Because you're connected to bringing back the fire. What does that mean when you say you're passionate for Jesus? When someone is passionate for Jesus, ito yung mga examples yan. One is you hate sin. It doesn't mean that you're not sinning anymore. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. But it means you try as much as you can by the power of the Holy Spirit to say no to sin. Sino may katabi dito na makasalanan? Yeah, lahat tayo. Okay. Nailang pa sila no? All of us. Okay, all of us. Your seatmate, even if that person looks perfect, hindi po perfect yan. We're all sinful beings. And the truth is, the good news with God is He loves us in spite of those things. You know, if this is your first time here, that's one of the messages that God wants you to hear. We are all sinners, but God loves us nonetheless. Now, if you are passionate for Jesus, you're going to say no to sin as much as you can because of His power. Parang ganito lang yan eh. Okay, sino sa inyo nanligaw na? Sa mga guys. Sige, naaminin niyo na. Tapos ang kamay. Yan, yan. So I think a lot of you. Diba when you when you courted someone, of course, there's that passion for that girl, okay? There's that passion for that girl. It means that you like the girl, you love the girl, right? You want to spend time with that girl. Pag may ayaw yung girl, let's say gusto mo siya mapasagot, e ayaw niya mag-ML ka. Yan. Usually what happens? Usually what happens? Nagko-quit ka. Quit ka sa ML. Sabi mo sa friends mo, pare, wala, hindi mo na maglalaro ngayon. Baka mga after a year, two years, wag mo na, bakit? Hindi na para sa akin yan eh. Di ba? Ganun explanation. But the truth is, because you like someone that hates uh, playing ML, because for her, it's a distraction. So that's what passion does to people. Imagine if you're passionate for Jesus. If you really love Jesus, if you're all out for Him, definitely you want to please Him, you will hate sin. It's not just hatred of sin. You are excited to serve when I say you're excited to serve, you're excited to serve people, 
because you want them to know Jesus, and you want to serve God because you love Him. That's passion for Jesus. And you long to be with Jesus and His church. In other words, the first barkada or the first group that you want to be part of are those people who loves the Lord. That's what it does to us when we are passionate for Jesus. And a lot of people right now, because of the pandemic, they're not that passionate for Jesus. And that's why we want to bring back that passion. And not just long to be with Jesus and His church. You have compassion for others. You care for other people to the point that you want them, you desire them to know Jesus. That's why for some of you who got invited here, you know why you got invited here? Because that person loves you enough for you to hear the message of Jesus. And the truth is this, a lot of us here, we have heard already about Jesus. And hopefully today, you will be convinced to be passionate for Jesus. Now, can you ask your seatmate, are you passionate for Jesus? You don't need to answer right now. Huh? Because I want you to evaluate your heart right now. I want you to evaluate your life right now. We're coming out of the pandemic. The pandemic is still here, but somehow we're coming out of that. It's, becoming go- it's somehow going back to the normal state, just like 2019 or early 2020. But are we passionate for Jesus? What's happening with our relationship with God? Or for some of you who got invited here, what's preventing you from becoming passionate for Jesus? Because here's the thing. The question that I want to answer as we go on with our messages, maybe for some of you, when you saw that list, you're saying, why don't I have that passion for Jesus? Bakit ba wala akong ganun? Bakit ba pag nakikita ko yung friends ko umatin sa church, maybe you, got, you were invited here or some of you are watching online, that's your question. Bakit ba wala akong ganun? And hopefully, ma-answer yung question na yun today. Because before I came to know Jesus, ganun din yung tingin ko sa mga taong pumupunta sa church, nag-worship, nagtataas sa kamay, napaka-obedient kay Lord. Parang ang inisip ko for them, ah, yan yung gusto nila eh. Yan ang trip nila. This is not just trip-trip, guys. Itong passion for Jesus is not just dahil trip ko. It's because something happened in my life that transformed me that made me passionate for Jesus. And I know a lot of you could say, the, could say the same thing. Something happened in your life. So hopefully, yung question na, why don't I have that passion, it will be answered today. Now, for some of you, you had that passion before. But it went away. The fire's gone. You don't like going to church, or you're attending church, but you're dragging your feet. You're attending Zoom, pero lagi naka-off cam. B-group Zoom, pero lagi naka-off cam. Yan. Sinong ganon? Huwag na magtaas ng kamay kasi maraming ganon. <laughs> you are praying sometimes, especially when you like something from God or when you're asking for something. Pero if you're completely honest, you don't have that passion. It's not there. And you're longing to bring it back. How, how can I bring it back? Hopefully today, that will be answered as well. Now, you might be saying, Pero Pastor Marty, that's not for me. You know, that kind of passion. I'm passionate for something else, okay? But I'm a good person. I'm not saying that you can't be a good person if you're not passionate for Jesus. But being a good person and not being passionate for Jesus will not give you eternal life. It will give you temporary satisfaction, but it's not going to give you eternal life. What's my proof? God wants all of us to be passionate for Jesus. Do you know that? He doesn't want just us to believe. Okay, I believe in Jesus. Ah. True belief in Jesus results in passion for Him. Let me repeat that. If you truly believe in Jesus, passion should come after that. Hindi pwedeng belief lang tapos okay na. My own life, my own way. That's not belief. 
genuine belief. What's my proof? Deuteronomy, look at this passage. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. Deuteronomy 6, verse 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength. Do you know that Jesus Christ repeated that in the book of Matthew? What's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with, with what? Sigaw nyo nga all? Ay, parang mahina. Sigaw nyo all? That's passion. When you love God with your all, that's passion. That's what God requires of the Israelites. If you read the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the central theme of those five books is Deuteronomy 6, verse 5. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You want to summarize the first five books of the Bible? You want to summarize yung books na binabasa ng mga Israelites today? The Pentateuch? The Torah, Union Torah, Genesis to Deuteronomy. The central is verse 5. Kaya merong Genesis to Numbers is to explain to the Israelites, this is your history. Imagine in your history, God loves you, God rescued you. That's why you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And that's our story as well. If you look at the Gospels, that's why Jesus Christ came here to die for your sins, to save all of us so that we will love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. This is God's desire for all. When you say you believe in God, passion should come after, passion for Him. If I'm not passionate for, passionate for Him, there's a problem. That's why I want to answer the question, why don't I have that passion? Pastor Marty, Christian community ako sa school ko eh. Pero how come I don't have that passion? Pastor Marty, tagal ko na umaten ng Sunday school. Nare-revive lang pag may retreat. How can I have that passion continuously? Or maybe for some of you, ayoko nga makinig sa mga ganito, in-invite ko lang, pumunta lao dito kasi crush ko yung katabi ko. Yan. Wala, walang aamin doon. No? <laughs> diba? Pumunta ka lang kasi maganda yung girl eh. Or guwapo yung guy. Okay lang yun, sa simula. Do you know that my first encounter of a youth ministry is because I like this girl? Doon ako napasali sa choir. Sumali ako sa choir, hindi ko alam marunong kumanta. Sali lang ako. Ba't ka sumali? I feeling ko okay ako eh. Tapos kumanta ako. Kasi kaya lang ako sumama. Dahil may girl na maganda or may girl, may, may, may girl na gusto ako. So some of us, yun yung motive natin. Some of us, we're, we're not really into this. It's okay if you're not into this. Just listen to this message, okay? Because I know some of you, you're not into this. It's totally okay. I understand that. I know of some people who are not into this before. I was not into something like this. But I go back to that question. Some of you who are not into this, you know Jesus. But you're not passionate for Him. Looking at the passage, you should ask yourself, yun ang gusto ni Lord eh. Bakit hindi ka ganun? So that's why I want to help you become passionate for Jesus. And don't you worry. Because that problem is not just your problem or our problem right now. That problem happened even before. And the root problem of that is pride. That's our problem. You know why pride is the ultimate problem of all human beings? Because a lot of people in the Philippines all over the world, they've heard about Jesus. Who among you? Okay, just I want a raise of hands. Who among you, you've heard of the verse John 3.16? Raise your hands. John 3.16. I think 99%, okay? 
narinig na yung John 3.16. Sabay-sabay nga natin, what's John 3.16? For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. So alam natin, it's very clear. God gave His Son, Jesus, to die for our sins, that whoever believes in Him will have eternal life. Clear na clear. When you talk to people, this is what will give you salvation. But how come some people would still say, but maybe that's not for me. Bakit not for you? That's the only way nga. He died, He rose again. There's no other proof that somebody el- someone else can save you. Only Jesus. Why won't you take God seriously? Pride. I have my own ways eh. Eh kasi may mga narinigaw ang iba sa social media, baka tama yun. Eh kasi may mga iba ako nabasa, baka mas okay yun. Eh kasi mga friends ko, pag naging ganyan ako, hindi ko na sila magiging friends. Feeling nila hindi na ako ganun ka-cool. Or kasi pag ginawa ko yun, let go ko yung wrong relationship. Nag-enjoy ako sa immorality eh. Nag-enjoy ako sa getting drunk. Nag-enjoy ako sa party, sa mga pinupost ko online na medyo malulaswana. Nag-enjoy ako dun eh. I mean, it's a hard truth. But some people, the reason why they don't want to follow Jesus because they don't want to let go of their practices. Pride. That's why we want to break that. Because our message for today is this. When God calls you, be humble. Here's the truth, guys. God desires all of us to be passionate for Him. How do we become passionate for Him? God is working in our lives. Whether you know it or not, He is working. He's calling you. Nagpaparamdam si God sa life mo. There are moments that He will reveal Himself to you on a regular basis through His Word, through other people, in-invite ka dito. So when you have that opportunity, you have to listen to the Lord. You have to be humble. What's our message today? When God calls... Be humble. Tell your seatmate, when God calls, be humble. Because that's the ultimate reason why we don't follow Jesus. It's pride. Some of you, or a lot of you, you are Christians already. You are passionate for Jesus. But somehow, the passion is lost because there's a sin in your life. Now, I believe God is calling to you. Be humble. Some of you, God is telling you to forgive someone. Some of you, God is calling to you and asking you to serve Him full time. Some of you, God is calling to you and asking you to lead your own small group. Or some of you, God is calling to you to repent and believe in Jesus. Whatever God's message today is for you, be humble. Because the usual thing that happens is when God calls us, ito na lumalaban na sa head natin, pumapasok na yung ibang ideologies, ibang thinking, ibang nabasa natin, yung mga kagustuhan natin, different desires, and it's fighting over. But if we don't humble ourselves, our pride will always win. We need to humble ourselves. We need to ask God, Lord, please, I know you're real. I know you're true. Reveal yourself to me. And here's the thing when you humble yourself. When we humble ourselves, this is what happens. We surrender our wrong thinking, wrong mindset, wrong practices to Jesus, and we say yes to Jesus. That's what being humble means. Again, what's our message? When God calls, what? Be humble. Again, tell your seatmate para hindi makatulog yan. When God calls, uy, maging humble ka naman, right? And here's the good news, guys. Like what I said, even thousands of years ago, there's a person who knew, who knows God. Huh? He heard about God. His parents taught him about God, about Yahweh. Pero still, he was trying to solve his own problems his own way. So who is this person? We can find this person in the book of Exodus chapter 2 and we're going to look at the life 
of Moses. In Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, this is what happened. A man of the tribe of Levi, that's one of the tribes of the Israelites, married a Levite woman. And she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. Now, why were they hiding Moses? I think you know the story, Young Prince of Egypt, right? That's the movie where the Egyptians were trying to kill the male or the boys, the baby boys of the Israelites because they don't want them to continually grow in population. So they're trying to kill the baby boys. Essie, this, this guy and the woman... The tribe from the tribe of Levite, they loved their son, so they hid the son. And eventually, when they couldn't hide the son anymore, they tried to hide it. They tried to put it in a basket and then dun sa isang river. Put it on the river. Eventually, to cut the long story short, Pharaoh's daughter got the baby, adopted the baby, and when Moses, the child, grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter. He became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. So that's the background. Now Moses grew up with a yaya na Israelite and yung yaya niya, actually, yung mom niya. How ironic, right? That's the story. You read it on your own. So what happened was when, the, when Pharaoh's daughter saw that basket with the baby, she asked someone to get a Jewish lady to take care of the baby. And guess what? Yung kinuha was the mom of Moses. So eventually, while the mom was taking care of Moses, she taught Moses about God. She taught Moses about the persecution of the Israelites. So Moses became passionate to save the Israelites from persecution. That's why one day, after Moses had grown up, let's read it together, he went out to, where, what? Where his own people were, watched them at their hard labor. So they were making bricks, they were putting the, the bricks on the places where the Egyptians would tell them to place it. They were being whipped, they were being punished. And here's Moses, you know, well taken care of because he's part of the, the Egyptian palace or palace people, right? He was part of that. So he was so, uh, he was struggling. He had that desire to save his people. So he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people, and then look, look at what happened. When he saw one of his people being beaten up, he looked this way, tumingin siya, kasi nasa corner eh. Nakatago eh, yung pag-beat up to isang Israelites. So he moved near that place, Looking to the around, walang nakatingin, what did Moses do? He killed the Egyptian, hid him in the sand. He was passionate for something. What was he passionate about? He was passionate to save his people. Alam mo, lahat naman tayo, we are passionate for something. Especially when there are problems in our lives. Some of us passionate for our families. Some of us passionate for our country. Some of us passionate for our grades. Some of us passionate na magkaroon na ng love life. But seriously, right? We are passionate for something. And if that passion isn't happening, we want to solve it. But the tendency is, if we're not passionate for God, we're going to solve it our own way. That's what happened to Moses. He solved it in his own way. And what happened because of that, Pharaoh heard that Moses killed an Egyptian against the law, you're gonna die when that happened. He tried to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh, went to live in Midian, where he sat down by a wall. And when he stayed in Midian, he settled in there. 
Siguro sabi niya, I'm not gonna go back there anymore. I'm just gonna stay here. Moses agreed to stay there in Midian. Then, yung, is, yung leader ng tribe doon sa Midian gave his daughter to Moses, who gave his daughter, Sipora to Moses. He got married there. He got kids there. So he was settling in. He was just, okay na to. And here's the problem with a lot of people right now. Look at this statement. We all have burdens and frustrations in life. And we usually try to solve it based on what we think works. Like our passion. And daming ganun ngayon. We try to solve it based on what we think works. That's what happens to Moses. He doesn't really know God. He knows God from the books. He knows God from what he heard from his mom. He knows God maybe from what he heard from other people. But genuine knowledge of the Lord in the heart, wala siyang ganung passion for God. And how do you know? Based on how he solves his problems. Alam mo, dun mo may kita eh, if a person really knows God. On how you solve your problems in life. How do you, how do you resolve conflict? How do you respond to people na nakakainis? Who among you may mga tao sa life mo na nakakainis? Can you raise your hand? Nakatabi mo ngayon. Hindi, joke lang din. Tinaas pa rin ako po. Diba? How do you respond to that? How do you respond when there are people na ayaw mo, you don't want to be with? How do you respond when there's a death in the family? When there's sickness? How do you respond when you get disappointed or you get hurt by the church? How do you respond in that? If you are passionate for Jesus, you know how to respond to those things. That's why Moses was not passionate for God during that time. He doesn't have that passion for God yet. He had passion for his nation, but not for God yet. That's why, what's our message again? When God calls, what do we do? Be humble. Again, tell your seatmate, be humble. Be humble when God calls you. God is calling us. So, what happened to Moses? I think we all know the story. Bilisan na lang natin what happened to Moses. In chapter 3, again, nakasettle na siya sa media na. He was there. He stayed there for years, running away from his passion before. He was thinking to himself, I will grow up as a farmer or as a herdsman, taking care of the sheep, taking care of all of these things. Okay na ako sa life ko. I think I'm settled. So, what happened there? When he was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness, came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Imagine, he went to the mountain of God. I don't think he knows it's the mountain of God. He was just taking care of the sheep. So what happened when he was taking care of the sheep? The angel of the Lord. Let's read that together. The, what? Oh, listen to me. Yung mga nakatutulog ni Janda. Angel of the Lord appeared. Now, does it, some people, some scholars would say it's the Lord himself who appeared to Moses. And I believe so. The Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. Now, it's an amazing sight. What happened to Moses? Kung makakita ka ng ganun, let's say, paglabas mo, may nasusunog na building, pero hindi, parang hindi pa rin nasusunog. Sana naman, di, di ba? Nasusunog yung McDonald's. Yung M sign. Uy, nakita ko, may nasunog, pero hindi na, hindi na nagiging ash. Hindi ka ba magugulat? Hindi ka ba parang, anong klase to? What's happening here? Or pag-uwi mo sa bahay, yung aso mo nasusunog pero hindi namamatay. Huwag naman, pero diba? Di parang, boy, 
Nasusunog ka. Tapos pag ginawa ka mo, hindi, hindi ka napabaso. Alam mo, may something na doon, ha? So malamang si Moses, nagising talaga siya. You know, here's what I realized. When God reveals Himself, He reveals Himself in many ways. In the life of Moses, it was through a burning bush. But it doesn't mean that you will see a burning something, a burning statue, a burning picture of yourself outside. It doesn't mean that yun yung way na pag-speak ni God. He speaks usually through these ways, okay? Number one, makinig kayo, He speaks through the Bible. That's the number one tool that God uses. Kaya nga, you have to read God's Word. A lot of people, they ask, how can I bring back the passion for the Lord? Eh, hindi ka nagbabasa ng Bible. How can you be passionate for Him? It's not gonna happen. The Bible. God reveals Himself through the Holy Spirit. How does the Holy Spirit speak to us? Through vision, sometimes through dreams. Now, here's the thing with dreams. I'm not saying, pag na naginip ka na mapapangasawa mo yung girl na gusto mo, yun na kay God na yun. No, okay? Wag mong gawing interpretation yun. Ito, here's based on what I've seen in the world. Usually, uh, usually, this is not all the time. Usually, in our country, sa, sa mga developed countries, sa mga countries that yung gospel, yung word ni God, it's spread freely. Usually, God doesn't use dreams. Philippines, US, He doesn't use dreams. Pero the countries na sarado, Sa Christianity, I've seen a lot of people came to know Jesus because of dreams. Sa Iran, sa parts of China, in different parts of the world, you will hear testimonies of people that they saw a man who looks like this, he doesn't know, but he said he's Jesus. And then that man revealed to him, you will receive the, a Bible next day. And guess what? When they woke up, they were walking somewhere and someone gave them a Bible. I've seen so many, I've heard so many stories of that. We went to uh, 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 Nepal, we went to that country, and they have come to know Jesus because of dreams. So usually in countries na open freely yung Bible, God doesn't speak through dreams. Bakit? May Bible na eh. Sometimes, or a lot of times, God speaks through miracles. You will hear miracles in your life. Sometimes God speaks through people, messages, through your seatmate. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, imagine... God speaks through you? Akalaan mo yun? Mukha bang God will speak through that person? Pwede naman. Pwede. Di ba? Imagine that. So through people, through burden, a desire. But here's the thing, ah. Always, when God speaks through people, when God makes a miracle, His message is always connected to the Bible. Pag yung person na feeling mo, God is speaking through that person. And yung sinasabi niya, hindi tugma sa scripture. That's not from God. Kaya nga number one yung Bible eh. Burden. God speaks through our, to our hearts through a burden. But if the burden is not connected to the Bible, that's not from the Lord. And sometimes, or a lot of times, circumstances or brokenness. Why did I put brokenness? Because usually, we become more attentive to God in times of brokenness. Sino dito nasaktan na? Tasa kamay. Yan! Nasaktan and proud. Yay! Lahat <laughs> nasaktan and proud. Okay. Pero di ba? I mean, I've heard so much. Di ba yung mga stories na narinig natin of brokenness? Those are the stories where you see how God really speaks. Nasaktan ka. God allowed pain. God allowed consequences. Kasi if there's no pain and if everything seems just alright and okay, we will become like the Israelites 
after they enter the promised land, they forgot about God. But when there's brokenness, we really humble ourselves. We really listen to God and say, Lord, okay, I'm going to listen to you. Now, I want you to listen to this testimony of one of our, the, uh, the wife of one of our full-time workers. She's also helping us in the ministry. How she experienced brokenness in her life and how God used that to speak to her. So let's all welcome, nandiyan na ba siya? Wala, nagtatago pa. Ayan, nandiyan na. Let's all welcome Mrs. Arian Tanchinko. Hi, I'm Arian Tanchinko, wife of Ian Tanchinko, one of the campus missionaries here in Elevate, Maine. I got to know Christ when I was in first year college, where a group of missionaries shared the gospel in our campus. I immediately became sold out with the Great Commission, which is Jesus' mission for us to go and make disciples. I started sharing about Jesus to my classmates, teachers, and even shared the gospel randomly to people during my break time. My growth as a Christian was fast, as some people observed, and I became a leader in church in no time. But there were still some things God had to correct in me. As someone who was a good girl in the world's perspective, Accepting Jesus in my life seemed like a bonus since I didn't have any addictions or vices. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't go to parties. I was on top of my class. And whenever I was in a relationship, my mom knew about it. Subconsciously, I saw Jesus as a genie who could grant any request I asked of him because, hey, I did him a favor. I accepted him in my life. I was in second year college when I had my first Christian boyfriend. People looked up to us because we were both leaders and serving in church. But little did everyone know that our relationship was so toxic. Physical and verbal abuses were involved, as well as inappropriate acts whenever it was just the two of us. I got convicted and decided to end the relationship after a year. I started dating and going out with other guys without committing myself to them because I thought that was the right thing to do. Until I entered into another relationship when I was in my fourth year. This time, he wasn't a Christian. But I reasoned to myself that I would be the one to bring him to church. Everything was perfect, so I thought, I was going to graduate with honors. I had a boyfriend. I was the team captain of our pep squad for the second time. And it was my last year to perform in the cheer dance competition. Then, in one of our practices, I had an accident. I broke my arm when I fell on a one-man stunt. I had to be operated twice because the fracture was so severe. I was in the hospital for 20 days. I wasn't able to go to school until the last two weeks before graduation. I almost did not graduate on time. Although I still graduated with honors, I wasn't contented with my grades. I wasn't able to perform and join the competition. My perfect world crumbled and I hated God. How can a good and loving God do this to me? And so, 
like a spoiled teenager who didn't get what she wanted, I rebelled against God. I intentionally did things that would make him angry. I stopped going to church. I stopped having fellowship with other believers. I did a lot of inappropriate things with my boyfriend. I was full of hatred, anger, and bitterness. Deep inside of me, I know God is calling me back. But I was too mad and too proud that I even ripped my Bible apart. I told him to stop loving me because I didn't want him anymore. But God's love for me is greater than the hate I had for him. So after a year of pushing and pulling, of hiding and getting lost, of doing things my own way, I finally surrendered to God. The very last day of that year, I prayed for the first time again. I told the Lord that if He is real and if He truly loved me, He would make a way for me to come back to Him, and He did. With the help of some leaders and atis in church, I was able to go back without feeling condemned or ashamed. I felt God's love through them. They were patient with me, and I had to go through everything all over again for me to relearn and experience God. Looking back, I realized that I wasn't able to grasp two things on my first encounter with Jesus. First is His grace and that it is not a license to sin. Second is Lordship. Christ is either Lord of all or He is not Lord at all. I cannot just pick and choose parts of my life that I want Him to be involved in. All aspects of my life should be surrendered to Him. Thirteen years have passed since my accident, and I could not be more grateful to the Lord for the second chance He gave me. I am now blessed with a family that I've prayed for, a handsome and loving husband who loves Jesus, and three beautiful and healthy daughters. My life is still not perfect. There are still ups and downs, but I fully trust the Lord. I no longer throw tantrums whenever things don't go my way because I know God is in control and He knows what He is doing. Again, I am Arian Tanchinko. I was once was lost, but now I am found. To God be the glory. Thank you, Arian. Did you see in that story, talagang literal brokenness yung nangyari sa life niya. Now, I'm not saying that it's gonna happen to us, we're gonna break a bone or something like that, but usually, God speaks through brokenness because we become more attentive. We have to watch out when God is already calling us. That's why when God calls, we have to be humble because if it takes a long time to humble ourselves, then God will keep calling us. God will keep revealing Himself. God will use circumstances and maybe, I hope not, more brokenness in our lives para lang magising ka. Kaya sabi mo sa katabi mo, gumising ka na. Huwag ka nang matigas ang ulo. Kaya nga, look at what happened to Moses. Ha? Let's go back to that story. The angel of the Lord appeared. It was a burning bush. It shocked, of course, Moses. That's why Moses thought, Wait a minute, what's happening here? I will go over, see that strange sight. Why is this happening? How come the bush does not burn up? You know, you have to be mindful of the why are you allowing this Lord moments in your life. As I really believe, lahat tayo dito, all of us here, 
we have experienced already. That question, why are you allowing this, Lord? We have to be mindful of that because that's God's way of telling you, I'm calling you. God is calling you to Himself. God is calling you to His will. God is calling you to His plan. God is telling you that He loves you. So be mindful of those moments. What's our message again? When God calls, what do we do? We be humble. Again, the longer the humility takes, uh, uh, takes place, the longer the brokenness, the longer the trials we're going to face because God wants us to respond to Him. And you know what I realized, even in that story of Aryan, look at this statement. In Jesus, come back is real. This is also, in Jesus talaga, talagang come back is real. That even though, I know kasi some of you guys, you've been away for a long time. Maybe some of you have been away, came back, you've been away, came back. I tell you, God's hand is always there. Ikaw lang bumibitaw. No, seriously, God's hand is always there. That's why we need to humble ourselves. Wag ka nang umalis once you hold to God's hand. Because He's gonna draw you to Himself, draw you to His will, and give you the power to say no to that previous life. I promise you, God wants to do that in your life. That's why, what happened to Moses? When, God, when Moses went there, so he went over, you get curious, you respond, you go to God and say, what's happening, Lord? Why are you allowing here this? And here's Moses, ready to listen because he's now attentive. And the Lord saw that he had gone over to look. God called Moses. He said, Moses, Moses. And now Moses said, who is this person talking? Here I am. He was maybe scared. So what happened there? Do not come any closer. God said, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. You know what I realized? The moment you humble yourself and you come to God and you respond with a yes, yes, Lord, I'm re- listening right now, the more you get to know God. And kasi sa the reason why we're not passionate for the Lord, hindi mo kilala si Lord so once you say yes, okay, Lord, I'm listening right now, that's the time you get to know Him. That's the time He reveals Himself. But if you don't say yes, if you don't start reading His Word, if you don't start immersing yourself with His family, it's not going to happen. But once you say, okay, let me try this. Sabi mo, Lord, totoo ka, di ba? Sabi mo, I need to be passionate for you. So I'm going to try this, Lord. I'm going to respond to your call. I tell you, you will know how holy God is. You will know how much He hates sin. And you will have that desire to please Him. Because the more you know Him, the more you're going to appreciate His love. That's what happened to Moses. Eventually, look at what God said to Moses. He said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham. You've heard about me, but now you are seeing me or knowing me for the first time. Moses heard about God from the books, from his parents. But now he is encountering the Lord. That's the one that's going to change your life. Encounter with God. It could be through a conference. It could be through this Unite event. It could be when you're praying on your own. It could be when you joined a small group. It could be when you woke up and you started asking God, Lord, are you real? And you start pouring out your heart to the Lord. Whatever that is, you need to encounter God. 
Because that's the only one that can change your life. This changed the life of Moses. Because after this, the Lord said to Moses, I have indeed seen the misery of my people, the Israelites. Remember, Moses had a burden about to rescue the Israelites. God is saying to Moses, I have that burden as well, Moses. I know the problems of my people. They're my people. So now I am sending you. Look at what happened here. He said, I am sending you to Pharaoh, verse 10, to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. That was God's call to Moses. You know what I realized there? It doesn't matter what you have done or didn't do in the past. God is calling everyone, all of you. Say everyone. Everyone. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, kasama ka To Him and His will. You might not be into this. I understand, I understand. But whether, you like, whether you're not into this or you're into this, God is calling you. I'm serious. You're here for the first time. You got invited here. You're not interested to this, to this thing. Okay lang, hindi ka interested. But I'm here to tell you, God is calling you. What are you going to do about that? You can say no. Pwede naman eh. But you're going to miss out on a lot. You can say no, and you'll experience a lot of brokenness, a lot of, you know, you know God will keep on going after you because He will never get tired. As long as you're alive, you have a chance. But when you're dead, that's it. That's why don't delay it. A lot of young people right now, YOLO eh. Yung parang, ayoko na, okay lang to. I only live once. I'm just gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna change that later on. What if there's no later on? Ngayon ka magbago. Ngayon mo na seriousoyin si Jesus. Because it doesn't matter if you're thinking, ang dami ko nang ginawang mistakes in the past. It doesn't matter what those mistakes are. God is calling you to Him and His will. Now, I want you to listen to another testimony of another young person, a young person naman, one of our leaders from Metro South, how he experienced, you know, running away from God, same as what happened to Aryan. And eventually, God taught him to humble himself. He realized many things, and God is now using him for his glory. Let's all welcome Quinn Dimapilis. I grew up in a broken family where my mother worked abroad to provide for our needs. I used to live my life going with the flow until one of my teachers shared the gospel to me. And it was then that my journey with the Lord began. After accepting Jesus in my life, my older brother invited me to a youth service in Alabang called J-Zone, which is now called Elevate. There, I became part of a community that helped me to know Jesus in a deeper way. I serve in the discipleship ministry where we help people find the D group suited for them. I volunteered in the leadership development ministry where we develop leaders for the campus movement. I was also one of the leaders in our campus movement where I shared Jesus to my classmates and teachers. By God's grace, I also had many opportunities to oversee retreats and even preach God's word on stage. However, because of this high status in ministry, I allowed pride and arrogance to take over me. I let my guard down and got into a relationship that was not glorifying to God at all. We toyed with sin. Little by little, we went from holding hands to committing sexual immorality. I tried to hide it at first because I was ashamed and I was afraid of how it would impact the status I had in the ministry. Eventually, 
some of the ministry leaders confronted me that that's when I shed light on the sin. I had to step down from the leadership role so I could focus on being restored to God. At first, I told myself, I, I told myself, tapusin ko lang to, then okay na. Babalik din sa dati yung lahat. But this mindset didn't help me see the real point of the restoration process. Because of this, I continued sinning and held on to my immoral relationship with the same girl. I lied to my D-group leader, myself, and worst of all, the Lord. When my sinful actions were found out, I was encouraged to start the restoration process from step one. It was then that I decided to disconnect from the church community. While I was away, I tried feeling the desires of serving others by joining different organizations and sports. I tried to make myself busy and not think about what I did. I knew deep down that God was calling me back to Him, but I refused to listen. During this time, the same old, older brother who invited me to the youth service was dealing with difficulties of his own. One time he tried opening up to me, but out of my selfishness, I neglected him and shut him out. Eventually, he decided to leave our home and hasn't come back ever since. Our parents are no longer together, so seeing my brother go left me feeling heavy. I should have heard him out when he tried to open up, but because of my sin, because of the sin that I was keeping, I choose not to be there for him. I felt like a failure. It seemed like nothing was going right. However, through these difficulties, the Lord humbled me to return to him. Slowly, he reminded me to hold on to he reminded me that holding on to sin won't solve anything and will not help me move forward. I then decided to reach out to my group leader. I expressed my desire to go over the restoration process again, but this time with a repentant heart and willingness to come back to God. I prayed to, to, to be strengthened, to make, thing, to make things right, and put an end to this immoral relationship I was holding on to. It was painful at first, and I can but I can never trade the joy that I experienced after receiving the peace that only comes from God. I was at peace knowing that there wasn't anything displeasing in my life that was breaking my fellowship with Him. I started attending D-Group again, and I praise God for this group of men who continue to love me like Christ and encourage me to keep moving forward. I experience God's presence again through my quiet time, devotions, devotions in D-Group, and even Sunday worship services. I realized that there was so much more to enjoy in this season of singleness where I can discover who God wants me to be and fulfill the purpose He has for me. After the restoration process, I still had this feeling of unworthiness. I felt that I could no longer serve the Lord and I didn't want to fully be back in the community. But my D-group leader reminded me that God's grace and love are deeper and greater than all the shame that I was feeling. Praise God. God can use my mess as His message to impact other people and bring Him glory. This led me to be a better son and brother to my younger sibling. I was able to, put, to, to open up with my family about my past, which led to a better relationship with them. During the pandemic, the Lord slowly introduced me back to the community through an online Bible study called The Commune in Elevate Alabang. I was very hesitant at first to attend, 
But as I got to know God more, my passion to serve others was ignited once again. I realized that I could use my testimony to point people to, to the Lord and to warn them about the bitter effects of sin that I experienced. Eventually, I started to lead my own small group again, where I am now mentoring seven faithful young men. I'm also back to serving as one of the core members in Elevate Alabang, and, yes, and even being given the privilege to deliver devotions and preach on stage. I was so far away from the Lord, but because of His love kept chasing me, I was restored back to Him, the community, and the ministry. It was through His Word and His people that helped me to be where I am today. It was through... I, I'm, I am still a work in progress. There are still times that I feel unworthy. I still worry about the temptation skills can still linger. But as Philippians 3 verse 13 to 14 says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward what is ahead. Praise God. I press toward the goal to win the prize for God, which which has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I am Queen Dimapilis, a person who lost his passion for God because of sin, but because of his amazing grace, I is restored and willing to do what God calls him to do. To God be all the glory, honor, and praise. Praise God, brother. You know, because of the pandemic, I really believe a lot of people kay Lord. Because it's, it's something that's not easy to accept. Eh? The pandemic, always with your family, and then you have conflict, then you see sickness, then you pe- see people dying, then you hear stories of war. So, parang nawawala yung security. And some of you were in that situation, but that's why I wanted you to hear stories like this because it doesn't matter what you have done in the past or what you didn't do. God is calling everyone to Him in his will. Imagine Moses was running away. Moses didn't know God genuinely, but God called him and he humbled himself. Now, when God called him, hindi kaagad complete humility. He had so many excuses. When God told him, okay, I want you to go and rescue the Israelites. And excuse. And here's the summary. In Exodus chapter 3, you will see his first excuse. Sino ba ako, Lord? Who am I? I'm just a nobody. Who will listen to me? And then God said, I will be with you. And then he said, but I really don't know you that well, Lord. Then you tell them who I am. I am who I am. I am the God of your father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And they know me. They've been talking about me. But Lord, what if they don't listen to me? What if they, I cannot convince them? And then what is that in your hand? He made miracles. He allowed Moses to see miracles that he never experienced before. Because God can empower you. And then he said, but I'm, I'm not good in speaking. I have so many weakness. And then God said, I will be your mouth. I'll give you the right words to say. And then God, eventually Moses said, just send someone else. Yan talaga. Pride yan. That's really pride. Thinking about himself. But eventually, I will speak through your brother Aaron. I will send you someone to help you. Eventually, he said yes. And the reason why I'm showing that to you, because... Latayo may excuse why we're not passionate for Jesus. Eh? Now, what's your excuse? You've heard this story already. You've heard testimonies of people coming back to the Lord. What's your excuse right now of not being passionate for Jesus? 
You know, I made this flowchart. Ang hirap pala gumawa ng flowchart. But I want to show it to you. Tinan niyo itong flowchart na to. Can you post that there? Ang hirap pala gumawa ng flowchart. Tinan niyo ito. So medyo, ipopost namin to online. Pero uh, when I was looking at it, kasi sabi ko, when God calls you, it's either you say yes. Nandiyan niya, dito, ayan. It's either you say yes, or you say no, or yung third dyan is, may feeling mo nag-yes ka, pero when you look at your life, hindi ka talaga nag-yes. Because there are things that you couldn't, tatlo lang yan eh. Either yes, no, or feeling mo nag-yes ka. So I'm not gonna explain everything here. As you go to briefly, I'm gonna show it. I will post this online. But I wanted to show that to you. Sige, pakita nyo lang eh. I wanted to show that to you. For, for example, you said yes. Ano mangyayari? Then you will receive that security. Yun yung promise ni God eh. That love, that eternity. You're living the life that He has for you. When you say no, my question is why not? Why don't you want to give your all to Jesus? Why don't you become passionate for Jesus? There are several possible reasons. Number one, I don't believe in God. May answer si Lord doon. Anong answer ni Lord? Jesus died, He rose again. Paano mo i-disprove yun? Siya talaga ang God. Now, how can you not believe in Him? He's the only one who died and rose again. Wala kang sagot doon. So either you believe, say yes, and then oh, you will experience that, or you say no, as long as you're alive, there's a chance. But when you're dead, that's it. There are eternal consequences. Now, maybe you're saying no because, Lord, I've done a bad thing. You know, I've done so many bad things. But we know the story that Jesus paid for our sins. May sagot, sagot din si Jesus doon. Or maybe some of you said no because I'm feeling you. Dito na, hindi ko mababasa. I'm enjoying the life that God doesn't like. And daming ganon. Like what I said earlier, di ba? I'm enjoying this life and God doesn't like this life. Ayokong ilet go to. And you know what's the answer of God there? Jesus gives complete joy. You haven't experienced the fullness of joy that God gives. How can you say na yung joy na meron ka ngayon is better than what God offers? God has an answer. Or maybe some of you are saying no because nasaktan ako sa church, umatend na ako, nireject nila ako, ginudge nila ako. And you know what God will tell you? God comforts. He heals brokenness. And here's the thing. God's love is not limited dun sa mga taong kilala mo sa church. There are peop, other people in the church that can still show love to you. And here's the thing. Whatever organization you're going to be part of, masasaktan ka dun. Kahit sa ang school, masasaktan ka. Kahit sinong relationship, masasaktan ka. But God can heal that brokenness. May sagot si Lord. Or let's just say, nag ka kasi ang, 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 ang excuse mo, I think my way is working. Some people, ang excuse lang nila, huwag mo na pakialaman ko yan, Marty. Ito ang decision ko. I don't want to follow Jesus. Decision ko to. Okay, decision mo yan. Pero Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Wala ka nung way, truth, and life. Sige, you can enjoy what you want to enjoy but you don't ha- get His blessings. Do you see that? God has an answer. Now, what if yung answer mo is, I think nag-guess naman ako, Kuya Marty. I think nag-guess naman ako, pero may mga hindi ko kayang i-let go. Bakit hindi mo ma-let go? Bakit hindi mo ma-let go? Bakit hindi ka maging all out for Jesus? Maybe your reason is, kasi may sin. Ayun o, oh, kasi may sin eh. Ang sarap ng sin na to, Kuya Marty. Eh. Pag nag-guess ako kay Jesus, wala na, break na kami. Bakit? Mali ginagawa namin eh. And what if that's the wake-up call for you? What if there's a distraction? Not really sin. There's a distraction in your life. May ginagawa ka. It's not really sinful, but it's distracting you from becoming all out to Jesus. And you know what Jesus answered there? 
Jesus' way is better. Always better than the sin. Always better than any destruction in your life. Or maybe kaya ka hindi all out is because na hurt ka nga. And like what I said earlier, Jesus can comfort you and heal your brokenness. You know why I'm showing this chart? Medyo complicated siya tingnan. Pero uso kasi mga chart na ganun eh. Because here's what I realized. Let's read this, all of us. God has an answer to all our excuses. We just need to humble ourselves and respond with a yes to His call. Now, I want to ask all our ushers to distribute a piece of paper. All of you will receive a piece of paper. And I want you to open it. Open it. Medyo mahirap buksan kasi may tape. So I'll give you enough time to open it. Pag nasira, kuha kayo ulit. Okay, kuha kayo ulit. Now, what's inside that paper is a Bible verse. Now, hindi to parang fortune cookie, okay? Hindi to parang ganon. The reason why I want you to read this word, because I really believe the number one way God speaks to you and me and God calls you and me is through His word. And I don't think it's an accident that you're going to receive His Word one verse lang, or maybe two verses. Whatever that is, I want you to open it, and here's what I want you to do individually. I want you to ask God, Lord, why this verse? What are you telling me? What are you saying to me? Medyo ako kasi... Ang ganda ng verse sa akin eh. I mean, dito, ngayon ko lang ito binuksan ah. Pero it's an encouragement to me. I've been serving God for a long time and He's telling me your labor is not in vain. It's not an accident. I really believe it's from the Lord. Kasi God speaks through His Word. So individually right now, I know medyo mahirap buksan, but please, just, just try to open it. Just try to open it and then read it. Spend time with the Lord. I'll give you maybe five minutes and just ask God, Lord, bakit itong verse na to? Maybe some of you, the reason that's your verse is because God is telling you, you receive me as your Lord and Savior. You be serious with me. Maybe that's God's message. Maybe God is telling you, encouraging you to be strong, be courageous, whatever that is. So again, don't talk to your seatmate. Just talk to God. You ask God, Lord, why this verse? What are you telling me? Because God really speaks through His Word. That's the number one. So I'm going to give you time. I'll give you time to spend time with the Lord. Because I really want you to encounter God. In your prayer, since the time we have been preparing for this, for this Unite, when I was preparing, those people na, sorry, meron pala tayo mga tao na may online, I wanted you to just spend time with the Lord. To ask God, to reveal himself. Maybe to ask to read a, a verse right now. You can open your Bible. Wag naman yung pinpoint. Just maybe open one of your favorite verses if you can do that. But better, just spend time with the Lord in prayer. But for those who are here, so once you open the verse, read it. Ask God, Lord, why this verse? What are you telling me? What do you want me to do with my life? What are you saying to me, Lord? And I hope and I pray you will encounter God today and say yes to Him. So I'm going to give you maybe a couple more minutes. Spend time with the Lord. Just pray, just pray, just talk to God.
Lord, thank you because I know you're speaking to all of us right now. I know you're revealing yourself. You're the only one who can change hearts, Lord. Only your word can pierce our hearts. It's not our words, Lord. Not even my words. Only your words, Lord. So please use those verses to just create that desire, that heart in us. Whatever that is that we need to hear. Whatever that is that we need to do. Whatever that is that we need to turn away from. Whatever that is that we need to do with our lives or decide on. Please, God, reveal yourself. We want everyone here, Lord. I want everyone here to genuinely encounter you, Lord. Because that's the only one that can bring back the fire and passion in our hearts. Now, as you continue to spend time with the Lord, we're going to sing this song. You can follow. You don't need to stand up. I just want you to sit down, spend time with the Lord. So we're going to sing this song and ask God, Lord, please reveal yourself. As we sing this song while you're seated down, just continue spending time with the Lord in prayer. Jesus, I'm desperate for you. Jesus, I'm hungry for you. Jesus, I'm longing for you, cause Lord, you are all I want. Jesus, I'm desperate for you. Jesus, I'm hungry for you. Jesus, I'm longing for you. Lord, you are all I want. Come on, come like a flood and saturate me now. You're all I want. Come like the wind and sweep throughout this place. You're all we want. Come like a flood. give a challenge here because I really want you to make that decision and commit it to the Lord I want you to say yes to God so I'm gonna give certain challenges and if God is challenging you in that area I want you to stand up so with all eyes closed just bow down your heads close your eyes some of you God is calling you right now to receive him as his your Lord and Savior you're not yet a Christian. You haven't received Jesus in your heart. And now you understood that the reason why Jesus came here was he died for your sins and my sins. And the only way for you to be saved is only through Jesus. So if you're that person and you're saying, Kuya Marty, I want to receive Jesus genuinely today, could you stand up? 
If you're that person and you're saying, I want to receive Jesus, yes, I see those people. Yes, stand up. I'm going to give you a chance. Humble yourself. God is calling you. It's not an accident you got invited here. Yes, I see those people. You're deciding. You're receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Jesus is now your Lord. He's your Savior. You want to follow Him. Yes, please stand up. Yes, I see those people. Again, all eyes closed. Heads bowed down. I'm going to give this opportunity. Anybody else? Anybody else? Please, if God is calling you, just stand up right now. Make that declaration to the Lord. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. I want to be serious with you. Why don't we pray for these people? I want to pray for you. Just remain standing. I want to pray for you. Because what you're doing right now, again, it's an act of faith. It's between you and God. It's between you and God. If you're that person, I want you to say this prayer from your heart. Just from your heart. You don't need to say this out loud, but from your heart. Say to Jesus, Jesus, I ask for your forgiveness. I know now, Jesus, that you are God. And there's no one else that can save me except you. So today, Jesus, with all my heart, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. From now on, I'm deciding to follow you. From now on, I'm deciding to surrender my life to you. You are my God. Teach me your ways. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Yes, let's give a clap offering to the Lord. You may be seated. I want to give another challenge. Again, all heads bow down. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I want to give another challenge. Some of you, you're already Christians. You're like what happened, like what I said, because of the pandemic, you ran away from God. Like backslide ka. And you've been running away. And now God is telling you to come back. God is telling you, Anak, mahal na mahal kita. I'm here just waiting for you. If you're saying now, I want to go back. I want to be serious with God again. I want to restore that fellowship with God again. Could you stand up? If God is telling you, I want to go back, I want to go back to the Lord. Yes, I see those people. You're saying to God, Lord, I want to go back. I want to be serious. I want to serve you again. Yes, I see those people. Go stand up. If you're telling to the Lord, Lord, I don't want to go back to my old ways. I just want to run towards you. I just want to run towards you, Lord. Yes, stand up, stand up. Yes, I see those hearts, those people. That's an act of humility. That's an act of telling Jesus, Lord, I really want to serve you. I want to to be with you. I want to bring back that passion, that heart. I want to pray for you. Lord, you see the hearts of these young men and women. I don't know what happened in their past. I don't know what happened a few days ago. I don't know really what's happening in their lives right now. But Lord, you love them still. Whatever that sin is, you died for that sin. Whatever that mistake is, you want to cleanse that sin. You want them to have a new life again. You want them to be restored and healed. Whatever their brokenness, Lord, I really believe you want to comfort and heal them. So please, God, as they are doing this act of humility and surrender to you, please, Lord, I pray that you grant them the strength to move forward. You grant them the strength to continue with this race and finish it strong. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for loving them. Thank you for loving all of us. You may be seated. You may be seated. Again, let's give a clap for offering for our Lord. Finally, last challenge. Last challenge. Okay, my last challenge. Some of you, God is calling you to serve. 
It could be serving Him full-time. It could be serving Him by starting a small group, a D group. God is calling you right now. Serve God full-time. Serve Him by leading a small group. Whatever that is, could you stand up? Could you stand up if God is impressing in your heart? I'm going to serve you, Lord, full-time. Yes, I see those hearts. I see those people. Whether full-time, whether to start a small group, God is telling you, I want to serve you, Lord. I want to give my all to you. Come on, anybody else? If you stood up earlier and this is also your calling, go ahead. Stand up. Okay lang yan. If God is still also calling you, not just to go back to Him, but to serve Him, to lead a small group, anybody else? I want to give a chance to anyone who desires to serve God either full-time or lead a small group and reach more people for Jesus. Anybody else that's in your heart, maybe it's in that verse, maybe it's there, God is telling you, serve me, anak. I want you to proclaim my word to other people. I want you to serve me full-time. Yes, I see those hearts. Let me pray for you. Lord, please, you know the hearts of these people. You know their desires. I don't know how they are spiritually, but Lord, you're calling all of us, Lord God, to serve you, to lead others to Christ. So please, whether the calling is for them to lead a small group or to go full-time, give them the opportunity. Remind them of this commitment so that this will not go away from them, Lord, that they will remember this day, August 6th, that this is the day they dedicated their lives to you and made a decision to serve you either full-time or to serve you by leading a small group. Lord, thank you for the hearts of everyone here. Thank you that we can worship you in this place. We love you and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen and Amen. And last, last, if you stood up earlier, I want you to move forward. You can occupy this space. If you stood up in one of those commitments, you move forward, go, you move forward. Because I'm going to make a final prayer for all of us, and then we're going to sing and worship our God. Come on, let's move forward. If you made any decision, coming to know Christ as your Lord and Savior, deciding to go back to Jesus, deciding to serve Him full-time or to lead a small group, move forward. Let's worship to God as a family. And I want to dedicate everyone, all of us, to the Lord today. Yes, I see those people. This is an act of commitment, guys. Again, and here's the thing, uh, I want to make this crystal clear. The decision is not just because you have it emotionally. That's one part. God is spirit and truth. The feeling is there, the emotions are there, but what sustains the feeling is the truth. You need to be continually part of a small group, of a community. Without the community, you cannot maintain that feeling. You need the body of Christ. You need to constantly read His Word because when you are immersed in His Word, that will push you further to finish the race. Itong ganitong event, yes, nakaka-inspire to, but I don't want you to just be inspired. I want you to all be constantly passionate to Jesus. Can we raise our hands to the Lord? Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you so much for your message to all of us. Thank you for putting this message in my heart, Lord. Thank you that you desire every single person in this world to be passionate for you, Jesus. And Lord, we may have so many excuses, but you all have the answers to every excuse that we have. So please, God, teach us to humble ourselves 
We want to respond to your call. We want to respond yes to you, Lord, because you are our God, because you are our King. We know, Lord God, that you are Lord. We know, Lord God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. We know, Lord God, that you will honor our decision. We know, Lord God, that you will empower us. You will give us strength. And just like what you have said to Moses, you will always be with us, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'd love to stay connected with you, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast or connect with an Elevate group through our website. See you at our next podcast.